Fergal Darcy on Today FM. I'm delighted to have our next guest on the line. Her storytelling, relatable diary entry songs, her sheer talent and her determination has amassed over a half a billion global streams. Ladies and gentlemen, Maisie Peters. How are you? Hello, I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm Well, under the circumstances, I'm good. I am loving John Hughes' movie. This is everything I relate to from when I was a kid. Thank you. I'm glad you were also um, a dramatic teenager. It makes me feel less, less alone in my drama. Yes, we have a lot of those here in Ireland. Um, and we go through everything, you know, the heartbreak, the upset. A lot of people need to understand the sentiment of, if you don't want me, then you're not the one. Because if we could just understand that, then we'd get away, wouldn't we? I think so. I think I. everyone needs to understand it. I think I need to understand it. I wrote it, and I think I should probably understand it a bit better. Yeah, th- this is this is a fabulous tune. It's catchy, fabulous production on it. Maisie, I love the fact that you capture all of the themes in there that you would get in a John Hughes movie, like the cheerleaders, the tearing out hearts. The and, and my my favorite part of the whole lot is the scrapbook, the kill book at the end, and the little clothes. It's brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I spent ages on my music video, and it's it's a real time. I wanted it to make, feel like a short film, which I think it definitely does. So listen, tell me about the song. So you would originally pen this when you were 17 after a house party. I did, I did. Um, I was obviously very dramatic. I'd gone to this house party. I think, you know, Darren from Mass had kissed somebody else and it was it was game over for me. I, I think I obviously went home in my in my little heels because I didn't wear my little trainers and it was so embarrassing and I was so sad and I went home in the rain to my parents' house um, and I decided to write the song, I think, like a few weeks later with some friends of mine, um, with Miranda and Henrik. And yeah, we, we wrote this really dramatic ode to like teenage angst and disappointment and then we had it for a couple of years and it just didn't feel like the right time to put it out. And then I just wanted to start this year with a bang and I was like, oh, bring John Hughes back. What? a what a start to the year well you've definitely you've definitely been impressive on this one over 200 million streams already it is huge and it is out there and it even features you driving which is something that you don't really do that often well no so i actually um incapable i'm incapable of passing my driving test i have been trying for about three years now and i in the music video and actually i'm not the one driving i did one of my dead boyfriends that i killed is driving because i knew that if i was to drive the car my fans would get up in outrage and would be like maybe you can't drive you don't have your license um, which is true they are they are correct um so yeah i had to recruit a dead boy to drive me instead do you know what i love about this is it's it, it, you do this occasionally in your music um and yeah you have this brilliant line i love it first lady of emo girl pop reporting for duty i love that line um and i <laughs> know it's brilliant it's it's perfect because it does suit some of the teams that you touch on now you have this fast team so i'm not going to just pin it down to one thing but what i love is that when you watch the video there's a lot of dudes with broken hearts there's a lot of dudes that have had their hearts torn out and uh, when i see it i was like going there is a slightly more sinister side to this video if you watch it if you take the time out to actually observe it and i found this because i remember listening to your track smile from the birds of trace soundtrack and uh, yeah. I always felt when I listened to this, there's this sweet but sinister production on that particular song as well. Like, it's just like, just a sweet part. And then the next thing, it just gets very dark. Yeah. Yeah, that song is very, it does get very dark. I think this music video and Smile would probably be friends if they met on a dark night. Yeah, I, I, you know, Maisie, I have to say, you were the only UK female on that particular soundtrack, which was a huge achievement as well. It, I was, yeah, it was very crazy. It was, yeah, it was a Hollywood film and then it was just madly from... From England on there as well with Cardi B, which was the dream. It is 
Pretty cool. Now, listen, you grew up um, close to Brighton, and Brighton is the only city where you can busk without a license, and you have been known to busk, well, back in the day. I did. Good knowledge. Um, I was a busker until, sort of like, 14, 15. Um, I used to busk outside Brighton Library and play Disney covers so that kids would dance, and then parents would feel bad and have to give me their money. Um, and, yeah, it was it was definitely... It was a very good experience. I think busking is something that everybody should do if they can, because I think it teaches you a lot about playing live and, and working with an audience, and also it teaches you that people really don't have to listen to you, um, and that is okay. So you better do something worthwhile to get people's attention. Um, and yeah, it was, but it was very scary. I can't imagine doing it now. I would really be so scared to do it now. Do you think you'd be more intimidated now doing that? A hundred percent. I think I have like blind fourteen-year-old confidence where you're just like la 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 la. Um, but no, definitely, I would be super intimidated to do it now. Although I do remember the scariest bit was always the setting up and the packing down because everyone was looking at you. I so hate that. I would set up. I, I hate would that. For hours and hours because I wouldn't want to pack down. I, I used to busk and go. I hate that. Just ripping up arms, taking up. You'd nearly sing another five songs just to not have to wrap it up. You're just like, oh, exactly. I, just, I wish some of my mates had just come down and watched me so that they could carry the gear out of here. Like, <laughs> Yes! Oh, my God, you know so well. And it was the really awkward, like, the silence and just you, like, putting your little amps down and everyone staring at you. And it was, oh, God, I just shivers to this day. Yeah, I love this because um, originally when you started, so like, you, you've been writing since the age of 12, but I, I believe that you had robbed your friend Olive's guitar. And, uh, and that was when you kind of went, you know, can I borrow this just for a little while? just to, to see? And you broke it. I did, that's such a good knowledge. And now I live with that friend. Um, so it, I still borrow her guitar, although I haven't broken it uh, in recent times. But yes, I did. I did accidentally break her guitar, or it was broken in my possession. But I, I promised her that when I'm really, really uh, rich and famous and successful, I'm going to buy her a really, really nice guitar in apology. Uh, I love that. I love the sentiments. Uh, attack him in G-Series or something. I should probably do the trick. Don't spend too much money. Get a Les Paul or something like that. <laughs> you, don't need to doing that. you need to spend that money on yourself. Uh, now, you have got a twin sister, Ellen, and the great dream was there that, you know, maybe we should be writing songs together and maybe we can form a band that be the sisters like Haim and that did not procure but your mum turned to you and said you know you should do something with these songs uh, if you're not going to be busking anymore maybe you should set up a, a YouTube channel that's uh, am I writing that story that it was your mum that said you need to be doing something with these you, need, you maybe you should figure out something to do with them yeah it was I think I, I just had all of these songs like hundreds and hundreds of songs and I would play in my local area I would play in pubs and working men's clubs and over mic but I didn't yeah they weren't out anywhere my mum was just like oh you know it's a shame I think you should put them somewhere so I have this YouTube channel um, which really kind of started everything for me I, I met my manager through it and met a load of friends through it who I still work with and I'm still friends with now um, and yeah and that was through YouTube You're an extremely hard grafter because you're quite young uh, Maisie and I don't think people know the time that you put in because You've always been a big lo- uh, you've always been a big lover of reading and writing, and uh, and I think a lot of people will know that you have the MP Book Club, which is Maisie Peters Book Club. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on Insta. Give it a follow uh, because you do some good stuff there. Um, but it's your love of writing and that storytelling ability that you have that not all not all singer songwriters have that down to a T. But you have it down to a T, and at quite a young age. And what people don't know is that it's like literally when you did meet Bobby. He had found you to build a boat, uh, which was the song you had on YouTube at the time. And if I'm right to say this, you would travel up and down between, because you did your exams in school until you were 18, but you would travel up and down to London to do co-writing sessions and, and sleep on a couch for ages. Like, that's hard work. I did, yeah. Such good knowledge of very well. Um, I did, I was, yeah, I was like, between 15 to 18, I was still at school, but I would go up to London for three days a week and I would sleep on Bobby's sofa and I would write songs to people and I would, meet anyone who wanted to meet me and yeah I was just sort of like tirelessly <laughs> grafting away 
Um, but I loved it, and I, I still work with a lot of people that I met in those very early days now, and I think I was very lucky to sort of be surrounded by such amazing people from so early on. And you've kept yourself surrounded by the same people, haven't you? I have. I still have the same, you know, I have the same manager, Bobby, and I, I work with all the same writers and John Hughes movie I wrote with, yeah, the friends of mine three years ago, and we were in the studio this week writing together still. So it's all still very much in the family. I'm keeping an eye on you and Griff. I think that this year and the start of any next year are going to be huge for you two. Um, and I loved, I loved when you joined her for Against the Clock and did the one-hour exile thing. That was pretty impressive. Thank you. Griff is amazing. She's honestly so talented. It's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, she's also just super nice. But she asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, duh, of course. And um, we're both massive Swifties. So it just made total sense. Yeah, but this is the thing, like, you know, you are Master Switties, but this actually resulted in you getting a tweet from Taylor saying she's a fan of your music. It did. It was the best day of my life. Um, I will never recover. I'm still not recovered, quite frankly. So, yeah, he's just my biggest inspiration. So it was beyond cool to sort of see her say that she liked our music. She even knew our music was the best thing that I've ever heard in my life. So, yeah, it was amazing. And it's nice to know that she sampled your work. I, I think that is an amazing story. And I just admire your work ethic so much. Keep up the great work. It is just so good to see. Before I let you go, Grammy predictions. Are you thinking Taylor will walk away with it this year? Folklore? Oh, absolutely. I think Folklore deserves album of the year. And if it gets album of the year, then I will be having a national holiday to celebrate. I will be implementing that. And I shall be implementing the Irish chapter of this holiday. Um, Favourite track of the album? For me, I'm going to say Exile Was, actually, with Bon Iver. I, I I love that track. That's amazing. I mean, I have a million favorite tracks, but I love Mirable, um, and I mean, I, I love all of it. It's an amazing album. Everyone go listen to Folklore. Okay, when am I going to expect an album from you? It's coming around the corner anyway, isn't it? This year. This year, I'm saying it. I'm putting the stamp down. Yes, I like this. I'm stamping my foot. Yeah. That's it. I don't care if I break a heel. I'm doing it anyway. I didn't wear my Adidas today. We're putting out that album. I'm, I'm doing it. I know. I'm delighted for you. Listen, come here. It has been a pleasure talking to you, Maisie. And when you're over in Ireland, when all this stuff calms down, you are more than welcome to come in to do a studio session with us any time in Today FM. And thank you for your time. Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much, Fergal. Fergal Darcy on Today FM.